following presentation may contain content relating to sensitive, controversial, or adult subject matter. Therefore, it may not be suitable for all listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Evolution In My Room with John Henry, this podcast archive of a previous live stream is brought to you by the supporters of JohnHenry.us, where evolution is happening. You can hear In My Room live every Monday and Thursday on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch at JohnHenryUS, and on Twitter at JohnHenry underscore US. And don't forget to check out the website for articles and other content. Once again, that's JohnHenry.us. Good Monday evening, everybody. It is John Henry from JohnHenry.us here on the Facebooks. Uh, we've got uh, the whole show here at my page, and I love to wake up in the morning when Barack Obama was president and Gen X still thinks you suck and the progressive American. Uh, the uh, the whole thing is happening right here, and now we are it. We are the evolution. This is the show. Thanks for stopping by. Glad to have you. Uh, yeah, you know who I am. You know where we are it is monday night and we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today let me just get my little desktop organized a bit here so yeah we've got uh we're gonna have a conversation about uh, gender equality and gender roles and power roles in uh, the workplace. That was uh, sparked by a, uh, an interesting comment that I saw on social media. We are going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about how we talk about uh, race uh, in this country and in particular people like me who are not firmly in any uh, ethnic category, who are multiracial, who are not quite white enough, who are not quite black enough, who are not quite native enough. Uh, and yet we are all too much of those things to be any of the others. Uh, and that is going to segue into uh, just how uh, the whole evolution that's going on there. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit and uh, segue that into a conversation about what I call Orwell's boot. Uh references a, uh, a familiar quote in uh, 1984 and uh, the uh, the concerns that I have always had uh, about people who are too eager to step into it. And that is uh, what our show looks like for right now. So let's go ahead and uh, get back to the top. Uh, we uh, Things are, are improving here greatly. i uh, love to see that. There's uh, lots more people watching, lots more people hanging on through a longer period of the show. Uh, and uh, people are paying attention. And that is really awesome. Uh, that tells me that we're doing the right things here. And we've got the right people listening. Uh, tell people, spread it around. This is it, man. Uh, this is the bleeding edge of the evolution, and uh, you are part of it right here and now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, spread it around, and uh, let's uh, let's try to keep people on here. Um, obviously, uh, you know, this is what I do professionally, so there's going to be, you know, links and so on and so forth. Let me uh, let me uh, go ahead and put that graphic up real quick. Blah, blah, blah. There's that. Uh, there's stuff that scrolls across the bottom lower third of the screen. Uh, if you can't, you know, uh, contribute directly please again spread it around man it's all about getting the word out getting people to listen um and uh, we can make this happen 
And so uh, right now it is happening. You saw they got the uh, fancy graphic there up at the top. There are, I uh, wanted to mention before I cut out of that, there are uh, benefits to membership. If you go directly to uh, my website that's down below, then uh, you can find, uh, you know, if you donate at such and such a level, you get T-shirts and everybody who contributes is, uh, you know, gets access to the member forum where we, you know, people can talk about stuff and you get access to the podcast archives and, uh, you know, work diaries, personal information, things like that that doesn't, uh, that doesn't necessarily broadcast to the general public and honestly the people who are you know uh, directly engaged kind of in uh, supporting the show and uh, in a broader sense supporting what uh, the show's about uh, they, they wouldn't necessarily care about that anyway I mean it's inside baseball it's kind of backstage stuff so um, and at the same time I don't have anything to sell except for my ideas and what I have to say and I think those things are too valuable to sell uh, and so it's kind of a, you know it's a it's a public media type thing you know they do their little fun drives and you know you don't Donate fifty dollars a month, and we'll give you a tote bag for six hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Uh, it's that kind of a model. And uh, like I said, this is what I do professionally. And let's get to it. So I was uh, I caught a post uh, from a, a young woman named Lori Fairbanks, and uh, this is one of those things. The disclaimers about at the top of the show, by the way, Lori Fairbanks is a, is a, a, a punk uh, singer uh, of some renown. Uh, she sings for a band called Cunt Punch, uh, and uh, she posted something the other day about how many jobs she had quit in her life because the boss had screamed at her. Um, and I got to thinking about that and I went, you know, it's never happened to me. Why hasn't that ever happened to me? Why has no employer ever got up in my face, tried to push me around, tried to scream at me and humiliate me in front of other people? How come that happens to women, but it doesn't happen to me? It ain't the women's fault. Yeah, it pissed me off. Uh, and it pisses me off. And the, the solution to that is not to pick on me uh, and to start harassing men. The solution is to stop harassing women and stop harassing people, period. Stop abusing your power. Human beings abuse power because they're jealous of people who have power more than they do. And so when they get something, they want to be mean with it. Push people around and make you do things. It's bullshit. It's got to stop. Uh, I actually uh, chatted with Lori a little bit and, uh, you know, being a musician again, uh, just like I am, she's, you know, seen and done a whole lot of stuff that uh, the general public kind of doesn't have access to. That gives you a little bit different perspective on things uh, sometimes than uh, than the, uh, the the media narrative would, would have you believe. Even when I agree with the media narrative, it's still not always the truth. Uh, and we have to have that discussion. That is part of the evolution uh, that we we are in the middle of right now and and it's not always going to be uh you know pleasant and fair uh, and easy and uh so forth uh i wanted to go ahead and get up here with the uh the page names real quick uh, so y'all know where to find us uh, at uh, I Love to Wake Up in the Morning with uh, Barack Obama was president at uh, the Progressive American and at my, my new humor and nostalgia page. Gen X still thinks you suck. Um, those are all up there and people are watching us from all those places and welcome aboard and thank you very much. We've uh, we've definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I say we, it's me. It's a one man show, guys. It's me. Uh, I watch, you know, the numbers to try to understand and see how I'm doing and see if things are resonating. 
Aiden and, and uh, the show is getting uh, more and more popular over time and more and more people are hanging on over time uh, to watch more of it uh, and that is a good thing we're heading in the right direction which is great uh, we've got some stuff coming up and obviously I'm polishing things up you saw that big fancy intro there at the beginning of the show and uh, I've got uh, this Saturday uh, I have uh, Greg Masoriak uh, who uh, goes by the evil Count Grog in the wrestling business uh, and uh, he's pretty well known backstage uh, and in uh, some uh, you know kind of underground circles there as well as uh, what he's going to be here to talk about which is the rest of his life outside of professional wrestling uh, and yeah I mean he was a deadhead he followed them around for a while he was a roadie for the Allman Brothers he, he uh, you know booked a bar a very popular bar down in Raleigh North Carolina called the Brewery for years and years and years and years um, just uh, another guy who's you know seen a lot done a lot uh, witnessed a lot he's got you know some books out uh, getting ready to launch a new podcast and all that other stuff and so we're going to be talking about that on Saturday let's stay with Lori Fairbanks and the idea you know that there's still and I remember there was a guy that I was in business with in the late 90s who I damn near knocked out uh, for doing that just really being degrading and nasty towards one of his employees I mean he had the, the, the girl in tears you know um, and not crocodile ooh, ooh, my feelings are hurt I mean she was she was generally in tears and, and you know traumatized by this dude uh, and I about knocked him out and uh, I've always thought that that sucks I mean that's no different than the whole you know the soccer mom that comes running into the uh, running into the, the McDonald's and, and throws a hamburger across the counter because it's got one too many pickles on it or something like that um, uh, they, these attitudes are just they're all in flux they're all changing everything is is moving away from that crap now uh, we're just not that anymore uh, the the coronavirus uh, situation has put a fine point on it but we were already uh, in this process before that started of of as I keep saying uh, real-time high-speed self-aware evolution that is what's happening right now that is what this conversation is part of we are evolving right now you and I uh, are, are right now we are the foundation of the next generation and of many generations to come uh, how we come out of the coronavirus situation in the next five to ten years is going to set the tone for the next two and a half to five centuries uh, and we need to do it right and it's important that we take all of these lessons that we have learned in all these conversations that we have had much like the ones that I'm having now uh, and uh, we elevate those forward and we start acting on them and we start living up to them we've always had these noble ideals and we have consistently failed to live up to them because many of us benefit from the power imbalances that these ideals will ultimately end we gotta get real about that shit it's the only way out guys it's the only way out and anybody that has talked to you know anybody that's been like through like a 12-step program or somebody that's that's gone through addiction recovery like i have i can tell you that you get to a point you can't bullshit yourself anymore you have lost that luxury and that's where we're at right now right now we are there again i don't want to be all doom and gloom we've got some other stuff to go into and other conversations to have but at the same time you know uh and and i'm certainly not the only person nor the most qualified one that has continued to point this out this virus is actively mutating in the wild right now 
Every time it's transmitted, there is a chance it will mutate into a new strain. Every time it mutates into a new strain, there is a chance that strain will be successful. Every time it mutates into a new strain, there is a chance that strain will be Captain fucking Trips. We need to get it together. Okay, we should have been shut down as soon as the vaccines were like cleared. Everything should have locked down. Stay that way until we've got 70% of the population vaccinated. That's what needs to happen. The extent to which it doesn't is the extent to which we'll pay the price. We're already up to 550,000 dead. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of evolving going on and we've got a lot of evolving to do. And the situations that Lori was talking about definitely reflect that. I've seen that stuff as well, uh, you know, in my own experiences in the workplace. Um, and as part of that bigger picture of how much we love to, you know, as soon as we can describe a problem, we decide we've beat it and start congratulating ourselves. Um, and uh, let me let me uh, see what I've got here on these titles. I completely forgot. Yeah, there's uh, there's that. And um, yeah. Um, when Barack Obama was elected and especially as he was leaving office, but before, you know, like years five and a half, year six, beginning of year six, you heard a whole lot of uh, talking head media chatter about uh, how we were we were a post-racial America. We, we've done it. We elected a black man as president and now we are post-racial America. We're over it. You can see how well that's working out. Um, and God, we'd love to have the parade, man, before the battles won. And we uh, we're doing the same things right now uh, with some of this stuff. Um, and and some of that goes into what I've talked about before. This these all be recurring themes in these shows uh, as as uh, I continue doing them. Um, these ideas of you know we we've got to be a little bit careful about how we're looking at this stuff. It's real easy to be twenty five years old right now and go well. Look at those nasty people back in the nineteen eighties that violated all of these basic principles and standards. We were also the people who created those basic principles and standards because they didn't exist then. Okay, and, and remembering that and remembering what your own role is if you're 25 and my own role if I'm 50 is in that bigger picture is another one of those clarity issues uh, that, that, that uh, you know, rolls around inside kind of the human psyche uh, for centuries. And, and I think it's going to be one of those things that kind of gets bolted down and, and uh, you know, affixed to a place in the living room for us so that we can stop playing around with it and move on. Um these are the things that we need to do. There's just no way around it, and uh, we we have to get it done. You know, eventually we will live in a post-racial America, uh, but we sure as hell don't now. Um, and uh, actually, one of the things uh, that I wanted to get into tonight was I got into a, a conversation earlier today with a, a guy I know online. He's not like a dear friend or anything like that. Uh, he's uh, he's openly black, uh, which means uh, he is of, of you know African American descent, and he looks like generally he is of African-American descent, uh, whereas I am of uh, uh, African-American descent and I don't look like I am black uh, at all. Uh, however, my uh, I have a, a great-great-grandfather and a great-great-great-grandfather and everybody descended from those two uh, in my line up until uh, my grandfather uh, was, was black. And so... Um, 
this guy was talking, he was bagging on um, AOC, okay, which I'm not against criticizing people, right? And I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, I like AOC. I like what she does. I think she's done a good job, especially given the fact that, you know, she's whatever, 25, 27, 29 years old right now. Um, she's done a hell of a job and she continues moving forward. Do I think everything she has done is perfect? No. However, uh, this conversation took a very hard turn, uh, as have many others that I've talked about over the last week or so on this show, uh, where all of a sudden is that we just got to have knives out and we got to come full force because, you know, she forgot to tie a shoelace or she did something that didn't appeal or whatever. Or here's, you know, in this case, here's a YouTube video from a guy I've never seen or heard of, uh, and so on and so forth. And, uh, and I say, Hey, look, no, I disagree. You know, all due respect, I disagree. That's all. Uh, I don't think it's time to come gunning for AOC. I don't think it's time to, you know, I think that's really counterproductive sometimes. Uh, we can get so wrapped up in this identity crap where we want to be, uh, you know, we want to be the heroes. And we want to be the ones that see through all of it. We can go way overboard. And, and I mean, that's that's where you get Trumpism from. That's where birtherism comes from on the other end of the spectrum. You know, you have to be careful about that stuff. Um, and that's not to say that these people are above criticism or that you shouldn't take a hard look. And even that, you know, uh, some of the things that in this video, and again, I don't know who this guy is. I cannot credit a single word that he said, but he was talking about, you know, she's, uh, you know, endorsed this candidate, endorsed that candidate, and then they went on to do this and do that. Okay, so already we're moving away from direct responsibility for things anyway. Okay. And now even having established that connection, let's talk about timelines. Let's talk about who these people are. Let's talk about what she's got to say about it now, uh, rather than just jumping up and oh, well, I knew she was always good. Now, bullshit. That's not a way to think. And it's not a way to solve anything. And it's not a way to get anywhere. And it's not even a way to hold her to account effectively. Okay. What it is, is a way to make sure that even the people again, who are on your side and want the same things you do and are trying to achieve the same goals blow you off as a raging jackass uh and and so uh, i didn't i wasn't that harsh at all i mean like i said I meant, i'm friendly with this dude i'm not trying to start a fight with him i was just you know politely disagreeing and he comes back and this is the second time this guy has done this he comes back and talks about how i'm ignoring voices of black and indigenous people of color okay now i'm half white i'm half not Okay, mostly native, little part black. All right. So by dragging that out, literally he was doing what he accused me of and didn't even see it. And it's the second time it's happened. And the last time I reminded him, hey, look, you know, I am part black. I am a bi and indigenous person of color. I am part native. I have a black and native voice and perspective as well as a white voice and perspective. You don't get to drop that on me just because I disagree with you and you've run out of valid arguments or arguments that you think will hold up to reasoned scrutiny. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, I'm a person of color, you can't criticize me? Fuck that. Not even a little bit. And I don't play that. And it's the second time this dude pulled that out on me. And so I, yeah, I was, you know, I 
Uh, nice to know you. Sorry. Good luck. Uh, but I'm moving on. And and that's not really what the rant is about. Uh, but it is about going back to uh, this this whole part of uh, being part of the evolution that's going on right now. It's not just the dominant class that abuses their power. It's not just the dominant class that has power. And I know that because I am not a member of any of the dominant classes and I am a member of many of them. And I have held the power in my hand and I've had it used against me, sometimes for the same reasons, sometimes by the same people. Okay, don't fucking come at me and tell me I don't know, because I live it every single day and I have for 50 years. And it really, really makes me angry because not just me, right? I can sit here and cut a wrestling promo on it all day long because I'm pissed off, but it's not about me. That's just my ego and, and little stagecraft talking. The reality is, is that they are. They are. People who do that are legitimate. I'm not Rachel Dolezal. I didn't just put a bunch of goddamn shoe polish on my face and decide I was black. I've got the paperwork. There's books, like published books by university professors that track it all down. Okay, so don't come at me and tell me I don't have a valid voice or that by speaking, I am trying to silence literally my own voice. That's bullshit. And that, again, is an abuse of power. And I know that it's trendy in certain circles of sociological theory and so on and so forth to say things like, well, uh, you know, minorities can't be racist. Um, and I understand what that sentence means, and I understand why they put it over the way they do, and they want it to go over the way they do. The problem is, is that ultimately it speaks an untruth, because the fundamental suggestion there is that if you are not white and male, you cannot be racially prejudiced. None of that is true, right? They're playing word games, etymology games, linguistic contortions uh, to rationalize otherwise unreasonable behavior, right? Because the real is, is people are acting like dicks and they're leaning on their identity to, to, to give them a reason to do that, right? And that's, the, that's, that's its own problem. You know, and I'm not going to get into a big argument with an entire school of sociological thought right now either. But again, the evolution, these are the things that we have to start recognizing and start understanding. Yes, it's important to to be vigilant against abuses of power. Yes, it's important to speak truth to power. That is what I do. Absolutely, it is important and it must be done well and it must be done loudly and you must not fall back from it or be afraid to speak loudly and clearly and truthfully even when it's not pleasant and I've built I've been doing that for 20 years and that's that's a whole nother 700 episodes that I could do about how we we just love to rattle that that cage in this country we we love to beat that drum what we need we need independent media we need voices like that we need people to stand up and say what's really going on and then you do it and they go man I love that this is great great and then nobody talks about it nobody shares it around nobody turns other people onto it it dies on the vine uh and that's actually what i'm doing right now i'm trying to stop that from happening so please just be sure to like and share the content all that good stuff uh and uh, we will uh, you know continue moving on here with the conversation uh and so yeah the uh again just the idea again that we're facing with some of these these catch-22s uh and these sorts of uh you know conflicts of 
the hypocrisy and internal hypocrisy and, and these things that we we all know this stuff is true. We all know this stuff is true. We see it within ourselves. And we see it among our friends, right? We know it's not there yet. We don't want to admit it out loud because then we have to do something about it. And that's hard work, right? And it's not just you. I mean, I'm not shaking my finger and pointing. It's human nature, man. Change is hard. It's also inevitable. Uh, And in this case, it's necessary. And we're going to end up getting it done, you know? We can't just, again, you know, we love to, we love to throw the parade before, before, uh, you know, the battles even won and, uh, that's broken too. And we need to examine the reasons why we do that. And these are all gigantic questions, right? Uh, nothing is going to get solved in a conversation on an, on an hour long radio show to, you know, 25, 30 people on the internet. Uh, it's, it's a long conversation that we need to have with ourselves, with each other. Uh, and like I always say, man, uh, you know, the revolution, uh, starts in the mirror. Uh, that's, that's always been the truth. And so let me, uh, the reason that I'm that I'm talking about this stuff and the reason I'm going on about it uh, is not to, again, be, you know, the men's rights advocate or white people get discriminated bullshit. What I want to make clear is uh, there's a line in uh, in uh, 1984 by George Orwell, uh, in which uh, uh, the the antagonist and protagonist have come together. The protagonist has lost. Uh, it is it is not a, a happy ending novel. Uh, and of course, the antagonist gives his evil uh, overlord speech at the end. And in this process, he says, "If you want uh, a vision of the future, imagine a boot stomping on a human face forever." Um, and of of course, this is a metaphor for oppression and so on and so forth. And and so you, you come to think of that boot as being dominant privilege and white supremacy and, and class privilege and so on and so forth. And what happens when you're underneath all that stuff and getting your face stomped on forever is you want to fight out from underneath it, but then you want to stomp the guy that's doing it to you. And you want to turn it around, okay? And I definitely understand that feeling. Do not get me wrong. I absolutely understand that feeling. This evolution is also part of letting go of some of that because it's not a solution. And as long as we're motivated by those things, we're going to keep protecting the institutions and the systematic kind of things, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff that keeps all of that crap floating. You know, we have to evolve out of all of it. The revolution starts in the mirror. The evolution starts in the mirror. It starts with these conversations. It starts with calling ourselves out. It starts with calling each other out when we do this stuff. Right. Uh, and, and you know, don't get me wrong. We made huge strides in my lifetime. Holy cow. If you had told me even coming into even after the 2001 election, uh, the two. Yeah. The uh, 2000 election uh, and all the bullshit that went on in Florida. George Bush finally won. If you had told me even then that before the end of the decade, you would see both a black president and legal gay marriage. I'd have laughed in your face. Really? And that was only 20 years ago, guys. 
Um, and, and so we, we absolutely are making huge strides, uh, but at the same time, we're not there yet. And we have to watch, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, the, I should call it, I should just coin that as a phrase right now and call it post-racial America syndrome, uh, where we just decide, oh yeah, you know, we, we've made this one demonstrative act and, and, uh, you know, one performative act even, and, and, uh, uh, now we're cured, you know, like an alcoholic who quits drinking for the weekend. Oh, I'm better now. We're better and we're, we're getting better and we're heading into a better direction where we are more effective and honest with each other about these things. That's why I'm having these conversations with y'all. Uh, and, and again, I don't uh, mean or intend to be, you know, just some mouthy asshole telling you what to do. I've lived through this. I was an asshole until I was about 30 years old and I've been through addiction and I've been through, you know, abusive and I've been through in my head and, and being separated from people and taking myself away from people to make myself better because I hated who I was. And that was all years ago. And what you're seeing now is after 20 years of that. Okay. I know the way out. Follow me. I know the way out. Follow me. Right. The only thing I haven't done is make a big boatload full of money. And I don't care enough about money to make that a priority. Right. Which is ironic because that's one of the reasons why I end up keeping going. Like, hey, can you send me some little, little support here, please? I make my living here. I got to pay my rent. That's why I end up having to say that so often is because I don't sit here and roll, you know, uh, I, I, it would be nice if I had an agent. It would be nice if I had a marketing agency behind me to craft a brand and worry about putting it out in the world and telling you who I am, and what I do and why you should listen to me and all that other shit. But I don't. And I probably never will because I don't bullshit around enough for that. I don't. Right. If people are advertising on this show, it's only a matter of time before I say something that an advertiser is not going to like. It's only a matter of time before I say something that a bunch of people get together going, if you continue to advertise on the John Henry show, we're not going to buy your products anymore as though they were buying them in the first place uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and so that's uh, that's what I'm working with right now. And that leaves it up to you guys, man. Uh, I get to be I get to be the people's champion, just like The Rock. Uh, uh, and and that's uh, that's that's what I aim to do, man. Uh, that's what I aim to do. Um, get this stuff out here, have these conversations, make these uh, make these conversations easier and louder, uh, and and have them. Uh, you know, I again I, I'm reminded of the uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa, uh, which was established after apartheid was was dismantled. Uh, as a means of taking an unflinchingly honest look at all of the crimes and inhumanities that were created by that system against people and what were the right ways to handle it. We've never done that in this country. We haven't done it with, with uh, you know racial issues. We haven't done it with gender issues and, and women's issues. Uh, we haven't done it with, uh, with LGBT issues. Um, some of that happens organically. Some of those conversations happen organically but you know it was, it was actually Trevor Noah that made me think about it I was watching him a few days ago and he, he made a remark about the difference um, matter of fact, I think that was one of the things like somebody asked him like what, if there was one thing you could bring from South Africa to America culturally what would it be uh, and it was that openness about the sins of the past because we did really terrible things um, and he, every time you say that people go no I don't want to talk about it you're a dick why you gotta bring the room down man uh, and and 
I don't want to, but you know, nobody wants to, but the conversations have to be had. They have to be had honestly because bringing it back around, doing the old callback like a good professional performer should, we can't bullshit ourselves anymore. It's falling apart. And just like a junkie on a needle that's bullshitting themselves about how they can go ahead and do one more, the longer we keep it up and the longer we keep pretending that we can bullshit ourselves, the harder it's going to hurt and eventually it'll kill us. We got to get our shit together, guys. This is where that starts happening. Uh, I got a nice head start on my, myself 20 years ago. Uh, got an education in how to talk to you about it and how to how to see these things and find words to describe them and break them down so that people who don't have political science minors uh, can understand them easily and so forth. And that is my duty to the human race for the rest of my life. So thanks for coming aboard and for your support. Uh, please do remember to like and share and all of that good stuff. Send some comments. Send some love. Uh, support addresses are below all that good stuff I am here uh, Monday through Friday uh, at era I'm sorry Monday through Friday Monday Thursday and Saturday nights 8 p.m. Eastern time on these four Facebook pages uh, I've got 8:33 right now it's a fast show tonight I think I might end up a little short of an hour tonight uh, last couple of nights I've run for an hour straight uh, in a little over but um God, I kind of said everything there that I really wanted to say as far as the whole, you know, again, with with just power itself, you know, it, it can't you're never going to get rid of power. It exists. Uh, and by power, I mean just the concept of power, interpersonal power uh, is never going to go away. OK, and, and so we have to we have to stop abusing it in order to do that. We have to admit that we do it right uh, as as a young musician uh, back in the, in the 80s you know uh, I was involved in plenty of things that I wouldn't even think of doing today uh, and, and at that time in that space contextually culturally socially nobody was standing there going oh my god that's terrible that's the worst thing ever and even in retrospect it's not you know what I mean there's not big violence or trauma going on there uh, but but you know it's it's uh, that that perspective of time uh, is really important uh is really important to remember so uh yeah we're going to continue working on this and continue doing the best that we can to move forward and to grow and to get better at what we do uh and why we do it and to understand why these things are important and why it matters to treat each other with dignity and respect um so much of those arguments are deliberately perpetuated by those who hold power, uh, the people that own the big media companies to control all the conversations and everything else. Uh, it's, it's absolutely always in their best interest to keep the, keep us arguing with each other down here amongst the rabble uh, so that they can get paid. And not, there never comes a point where we all turn around and go, hey, wait a minute, you fuckers. They're just sitting back there rolling in the bucks and enjoying the, the income while we're out here killing each other, you know? Uh, and and uh, all that stuff is, is on the way to ending. Uh, this is the evolution that I'm talking about. And what is important is to remember that your goal is not to become one of them. 
yes, I want to be comfortable. Yes, I want to, you know, be able to reach out into the world and do what I do and make my music and do my movies and do my documentary work. Maybe someday I actually, you know, have a, have a, you know, some kind of a, a partnership in life and and uh, something that might resemble a family for the last 15, 20 years as I as I shuffle my way off this mortal coil. Uh, but but uh, in the meantime, what's important is, is that I, as a human being, use the gifts that I have as a human being to do the best that I can to ensure that all other human beings have a little bit better life if I can. Uh, and I think that's all of our obligation. Every single one of us, that's the point of life. What's the meaning of life? That's the meaning of life. The ultimate moral is the survival and propagation of life. And part of that is, right, the better, the, the, the more comfortable and materially uh, stable we are, the better we uh, survive and pro propagate, right? We stop drowning in our own poisons because we have to overproduce to compensate for, uh, you know, for early death and things like that, right? You don't have to have a family of 15 kids when you don't have 600 acres to plow by hand, you know? Evolving. That's what we're doing. Uh, it's happening right now, and uh, it's it's a really exciting and amazing time to be alive, I think. Uh, but at the same time, it's also a time to recognize the power in your hand. And uh, that's, that's uh, the most critical thing of all. Every single one of us right now has some kind of power in their hand to be able to reach out into the world and say, no, we've got a chance to sweep the stage clean and reset. So let's do it right this has to happen and we clean the things up and we find out what's important we have the conversations on the fly quickly because we got a stage to set up we're gonna be live it's production week as is gonna be in the seats in seven days we gotta make this stage look good by taking down everything that used to be on it figuring out what to keep tossing out what we can and making the good shit work and then throwing in everything else that's new. So that's what we're in the middle of right now. And and we are the set designers. You know, uh, we are the ones that, that are sitting here and, and looking out. And I mean, we like the people who are watching this show, the people who are visiting the pages that I'm an admin on. And I don't own all of the pages that I'm an admin on. Uh, but the people who visit those pages, we tend to be on a leading edge of, you know, progressive thought. Uh, we tend to be on a leading edge of a lot of stuff, even though a lot of us are, you know, like me. Uh, of a certain age, you know, uh, we're supposed to be these doddering old relics at this point, which a 50 year old man at my age was like an 80 year old man. Now <laughs> it's just amazing. Literal evolution guys. It's happening right in front of us. It's happening to us. <coughs> And because of the unique, uh, the unique uh, status and context we're in, because of, of where we've evolved to already technologically and intellectually and socially, we have this really amazing first in ever opportunity to decide how we want to evolve consciously, consciously decide who do we want to be. <clears throat> That's never really happened before. At least not in any recorded history of any known life on this planet. That's heavy stuff. We got a lot of power in our hands right now. And, and the people who are engaged right now, the people, you know, watching this show and, and uh, other shows like it, the people who are staying in touch, the people who are paying attention and taking this stuff seriously. We are the ones who are building the new stages. It's not just on us. We're doing it, whether we like it or not. Every conversation, every decision is part of it. 
And being aware of that is hugely important. Because when you're aware of it, you have to have a conscience about it. And that's kind of what it's all about. Right? It's, it's uh, you know, it's not quite the dawning of the age of Aquarius, but we are getting to being done with a lot of that crap. And it's a thing I've said a million times, right? The, the, the fewer of us that put up with this shit, you know, or the, you know, the less, the less we put up with this shit, the less we'll have to put up with this shit, right? If we stop putting up with it, we won't have to. If it's not self-sustaining without us, we have to cooperate with all of this crap to make it happen. And none of us kind of want to go that extra step. So, well, you know, general strike then or whatever, because that hurts us, too. But you know what? We're already hurting, guys. There's a tipping point. Uh, some people have suggested 3% of the population is all that's necessary to stage a revolution. Uh, and that's uh, that's being spoken in a context of a level of, you know, kind of violence and conflict that I think is also a thing we're evolving out of. We don't need to have that uh, for any of this to happen. We don't have to have that conflict. Not only do we not need to have that conflict, if we did, it would be a complete fucking waste of time because we're going to evolve anyway. We have to. The other option is go extinct. It's not an opinion. It's an observation. It's how things are going to go. You don't have to believe me. Look around. Use your head a little bit. You know I'm right. So people who see that and understand it and, and work within it uh, and understand what it is and, and that it's time to get serious, uh, those folks are, are going to be the ones who are evolving like us uh, moving forward into the future. And the people who choose not to, the anti-vax folks and the Trumper folks and the, the, the birther folks and those kind of folks, even though we love them and even though we don't want them to be left behind, that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. Right. That's what's happening. And it's not a malicious thing. It's not something that is being done to somebody. It's a choice that they're making. And that is literally a choice to evolve or die. Some people will choose to die. The rest of us have to get on with the business of evolving. And that's what we are here for is to have the conversations necessary uh, so that uh, we can. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, this this oral boot thing is very much part of that uh, and understanding, you know, just these inversions of power and, and breaking away. Uh, eventually I'll do like whole shows about this, but, but uh, and, and this is speaking from a guy who's a, a musician. Our problem is ego. We don't like to be embarrassed. We don't like to be wrong. We don't like to be ashamed. We don't, you know, um, we don't like to appear poor uh, and so on and so forth. And so much of that drives our culture in the way that we think about everything. And it's really not good. Uh, it's not good. It's not cool. It's not effective. It, it cripples us uh, in trying to keep up and in trying to hold ourselves up constantly as something that we're not. Uh, I've talked about that. That's actually one of the things I was kind of hoping to get into Lori with about it if uh, I get her on the show is that whole being on stage thing, uh, being a performer thing or a public figure where people, I don't want to get any name drop, but a long time ago uh, there was a drummer for a, a famous band that I was friends with and we were hanging out after a show and having a conversation 
conversation about, you know, celebrity and fame and stuff. Uh, and the bass player says, you know, the thing you have to remember about uh, about the audience is that 97% of them can't imagine the lead singer on the commode. Uh, and it's totally true, you know, uh, when, you know, somebody like me is on a video, even uh, uh, when people are on stages, when they're on radios, when they're on your television sets and movie screens, we stop thinking of them as human. Uh, they become a commodity and a product. Um, and uh, that becomes uh, an issue of itself uh, because now, especially like with, with uh, you know, these these very positive shifts in social values with, uh, uh, with uh, you know, the Me Too movement and things like that, when we start going back and looking at people and saying, well, this person did something problematic and so on and so forth, uh, that's not all bad. Uh, it's also not all good. And I hate to say that, and I know people don't want to hear it, and I know it breaks the narrative, and I'm sorry, but that's bullshit, and we have to not bullshit ourselves anymore. It's not all good, right? Al Franken did not need his career ended. And if he did, so did every single human being who was alive before 1980. Okay. And we go nuts with this shit because we're more worried about looking good and crowing and flapping our our jaws and our arms uh, about all how important we are. Look how smart I am. Look how much more righteous I am. And we end up cutting our own throats because we're trying to put on a big ass show instead of actually deal with a problem. Right. Uh, and, and again, you know, I think Al Franken is a good example of, you know, what happened to him is a good example of that. Other things, you know, similar situations. I think Garrison Keller probably got the short end of that stick as well. Uh, although there, uh, there isn't a lot of that story that I don't know about. So I want to be really careful and, and, you know, disclaim that I don't have all of that story. Right. But uh, there are others out there who, you know, basically took one on the chin for some half assed thing that they did, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. Uh, and and uh, that evolution is necessary. And those conversations are vital to have. And holding people to account is vital to have, especially when you're talking about somebody like Kevin Spacey, who was out there hurting people and and uh, who may still have been engaging in this behavior. Uh, and and, uh, you know, uh, doing damage to people's careers and Harvey Weinstein, same thing, you know, uh, you know, hurting human beings, hurting people's careers, controlling people in ways uh, that were abusive in terms of how they use their power. Uh, they absolutely should be held to account. They should continue to be held to account. But let's make sure holding them to account is the point of what we're doing and not making a big show of ourselves because we're holding them to account. Because that's bullshit. That's not holding anybody to account. That's just adding another show. So that's my little rant on that subject. Um, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and, and uh, wrap it up here pretty quick. Uh, uh, been a good show. Uh, it was good to see everybody here tonight, and, and it's uh, nice to see everyone uh, still here. Thank you very much for coming out. This is a building thing, man. I'm going to be here Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays on uh, 8 p.m. I'm trying to get built up so that I can get good connection and get out and do simulcast on Twitch and on YouTube, eventually hire a service so I can get to other platforms and do it all at once. Right now, I'm poor, and I got a shitty internet. Internet connection and I got no equipment and so on and so forth and so I have to fight against all that stuff uh, those of you who uh, follow my page closely uh, might have been around late last night while I was you know dropping in and out uh, trying to, to stream to Facebook YouTube and Twitch all at the same time and I just can't uh, my outbound connection will not handle it uh, and so yeah that's uh, that's all it's all part of the thing uh, you know how uh, 
of the game is played, folks. So please do remember, like, share, comment, subscribe, spread it around. Do everything you can. My name is John Henry. My website is johnhenry.us, just like it says right there in the corner. Right there, right there. There it is. Uh, in the corner. Uh, please, uh, you know, get people over there. Get people over here. Let's get the like Facebook pages liked. I'm on Twitter. Um, I've got a, an outro uh, promo that's going to run here in just a minute as I take off. Uh, that will uh, give actually my Twitch and YouTube addresses, but those are not actually live right now. And uh, I, I believe, guys, that that is probably going to be just about it for us. This is the first time I've tried to do this with all the, the music and stuff. Let us see if I can make this happen without blowing your ears out. We're bringing that up a little bit, and we should be hearing enough of me that I can talk over it right now. And uh, we will, as Bill O'Reilly completely did not know what it meant, uh, play us out. Uh, we will be back. I will be back on Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't know what the show's going to be about yet or not, uh, but I'm sure we'll find things to talk about between now and then. This Saturday night, we will have uh, the, the old hippie, uh, Mr. Greg Grog, uh, on the uh, the show. Uh, he's going to be a great conversation and really interesting. He was a, He's an old deadhead. He was a followed the band around for a long time. He was a, a, a roadie for the Allen Brothers. He's written some books. He was a big deal um, on, the, uh, on the underground of the wrestling business and things like that. And he's just been around, done a lot of stuff, owned a bar and, and uh, you know, a real popular bar down in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina that had just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of live bands come through that were amazing. We're going to talk to him on Saturday. Uh, and uh, as always, you know, continue doing this. I've got the, uh, you know, the, uh, the membership stuff going on down here. If you want to help out over at the uh, website, you can check me out there at uh, the Become a Member. Uh, I've got the PayPal. If you want to go direct, I've got the PayPal and the Cash App addresses up there. But the big thing is swing by johnhenry.us. Uh, and uh, that's the best way uh, to uh, support what I do directly. It's, there's no, I don't keep like your information or anything. It's just a just a page on my on my website that directs you to a payment process uh, with a, a Stripe. I think it's either Stripe or PayPal, um, just like any other. So there's not not anything wonky going on there. And if you don't like doing that, you can go straight through PayPal. You can go through Cash App. I've got a Patreon that's linked on the membership page as well. Uh, you can go that way if you would like. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, my name uh, is John Henry. You can find me at John Henry. US. This has been in my room and have a great evening. Hey everybody, thanks for watching. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget that I am as independent as independent media gets, and that means I'm 100% reliant on your engagement to spread the work around and get the word out so that we can try to uh, turn humanity uh, a quarter degree in a more sane direction. Don't forget also, if you uh, stop by the website, johnhenry.com, us and uh, become a member or make a one-time contribution uh, there are various levels and benefits available including having your name up here uh, you can sponsor a show or uh, gain a production credit whole lot of stuff going on over there uh, different ways that you can help uh, to support independent media and uh, keep being able to do what I'm doing so that you can go do what you do so thank you very much and have a great great day